Welcome back to Technically Self-Published. I'm Ash, amateur author and professional teenager. This is season two, Bridging the Gap. You can take everything I say here as canon. There are spoilers, so check out my complete reading of the book first. Naps can wait. I don't know how she picked up on that, but I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to see the force behind the resistance. Jai leads me back down and up to the sturdy vault door. With a smooth spin of the wheel, the door slowly slides open. What do you think? I thought you should see what we have in store. Also, I caught you staring at it earlier. Trance-like, I walk through the long vault. Boxes full of spacesuits, small explosive-type objects, and more I can't identify, sits carefully tucked away in an array of sturdy shells. Rows of neatly stored rifles line one wall, pistols, semi-autos, all, all of it. I gently take a rifle off the shelf, holding it lightly. This is the good stuff right here, I reply, still examining the rifle. It's clearly been made with attention to detail, and it's easy to hold and light. Did you ever use a rifle like this before? Jai asks, approaching to see what I selected. A rifle, yes. Like this? No. It's exquisite, like you. The words slip out of my mouth before I can stop them, as if they were waiting for the chance to escape. I hurriedly ask, Can I test one out? I gesture vaguely back towards the gym. Sure. She leads me back out to the gymnasium. There's a small door that has a shooting range. Oh, hey, guys. You're here, too? Helen asks, putting down a gun and waving. Helen, how'd you get in here? I demand. Boss let me in. She's nice. Helen chirps, turning back towards the target. He shoots three times. Each one, a perfect bullseye. Wow, I didn't know you are such a good shot. Joyce says, thoroughly impressed, yet still blushing. Yeah, he could throw really well, too. I agree, admiring his target. I walk up to a free position, which is almost all of them, and take aim. I'm not as good as Holland, but I managed to get close enough to the center. You're lucky. I have terrible aim. I'm better at hand-to-hand combat, Jai says. Holland keeps shooting, his lasers tearing a neat hole in the very center of the target. He nods in approval of his handiwork. Where'd you learn? I ask, still focused on my aim. On Goldman, they taught martial arts classes for credit at school. She replies, as if this was a normal thing. What? I ask, demanding an explanation. Well, they probably don't do this anywhere else, but at my school you could take normal PE to get the PE credit, or you could take martial arts or dance. Any of them would get you the credit you need to graduate. I thought martial arts class would be cool, so I did that. Most people just did the normal class, Jai says. Now I wish I had gone to school on Goldman. I couldn't learn martial arts. I barely know any, past the basic punch and kick, street fighting, really. I wonder how powerful Jai really is. An alarm blares briefly. Oh, that means we have a meeting. Let's go back to the war room, she explains. Reluctantly, I put down my rifle and follow her. Holland's right behind me. I seriously doubt the room has enough space for all of us, but everyone piles in. Jack next weaves through the crowd to stand next to us. Attention, everyone. As you know, the Vindication was recently attacked by Pifa, who's currently following Kasonu Eltis. They are now imprisoned. As Boss speaks, a holographic display flickers to life, showing images of first Pifa, then Kinsonu Eltas. It looks like a fish, and I know fish, I mutter. Jai hushes me. Let him go! 
not exactly wrong. With scaly green skin and bugged out eyes, he strongly resembles what my dad cooks up. Sunken no holes for ears and no nose, complete the ensemble. We should all be on our guard. Eltas may attack again. I propose an assault on Languine, specifically Fort Eltas. We will use non-lethal force. It is imperative that civilians are not harmed, as there are several towns located around the fortress. There will be four teams. Alpha, Beta, Delta, and Omega. Team Alpha will infiltrate the base. Team Beta will be on standby above the base, in case Team Alpha is neutralized or complications occur. Lastly, Team Delta will be in space, orbiting the planet to detain any would-be escapees. We must take the responsible parties into custody. Team Omega will comprise the remaining members. Team Omega will stay behind and monitor the other teams, watching finals, operating communications, and gathering information for Teams Alpha, Beta, and Delta. Are there any objections? Boss speaks confidently. No one raises an objection. I will now assign you your teams. On Team Alpha is Smith, Petrovich, Unknown, Halberd, Soz, Freehill, Garif, Unknown, Bomox, and Verity. On Team Beta is Idfall, Bermejo, Delarvia, Redig, Lozada, Aristokov, Velasquez, Yefremov, Akites, and Forjado. On Team Delta is Ueno, Sadikov, Galthier, Kamutai, Roe, Milongo, Jasso, Peria, Ilyushin, Aleta. <clears throat> Tomorrow morning we will launch a mission. You have your assignments. Dedication, you are dismissed. Everyone departs quickly, chattering excitedly. Oh, hey, we're all on the same team. You guys are unknown, right? Jaya says, pointing to Holland and Jack next. I have to assume so. You don't know anyone with the last name unknown, I'm sure. Not a very common surname, I affirm. My heart is pounding. I get to go on a mission with my friends and Jai. I'm excited, for sure. Why are we Team Alpha? Holland asks. Well, presumably we're the best for this mission. That's usually how it works. Jack explains as we make our way back to the main room. We find empty seats and sit down. Already know I'm the best. Jack next says, puffing out his chest. <laughs> but seriously, we just got here. What's with the promotion? I ask. It doesn't quite add up. You're an ultimate, you're a perfect shot, and you're fast as lightning. She replies, matter-of-factly, pointing to each of us in turn. Huh. Never mind. I think about it. Maybe there is a good point. I mean, my stunt yesterday wasn't nothing. At least my wings are shrinking. I barely notice them now. We climb upstairs. Go on, let's go in my room. We can talk strategy, James says, waving us over. His room is 109. It's a bit small for 10 people, but I'm not really complaining. Okay, so what do we know about the guy? Someone asks. Jai pulls up a holographic display, showing a profile on Kasuno. I read a bit. Big fortress, teleconnect powers, a couple of people on a sign. He's mad because people didn't like his powers. I check his background. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This guy has zero background. You're saying he came up out of nowhere from a small swamp community? I mean, you need to do better research for something's not adding up, I say, looking around the room. No one speaks, so I continue. I mean, really, have any of you ever heard of this guy before he started making trouble? How did all of this start, anyway? James, of all people, replies. 
uh, no, someone here mentioned it, that a guy won in equal rights, so I guess someone reached out and then things escalated. Actually, now that you mention it, this is kind of weird. Yeah, you could say something smells fishy, Dare responds, grinning. I never took her for the pun-making type, but whatever, it was well-fitting. Alright, I guess we might as well look for into it further. Someone, I think Paul's Petrovich, suggests. After a few minutes of thorough research, nothing. No other records of paranormal activity on Languine, and no signs of hostility towards paranormals, at least based off of the Sparrow database they give access to my phone. Through the main media, there's no news stories about Languine in relation to paranormals. Cassini Altas practically didn't exist until just a week or two ago. Then a couple of people joined him, the attacks on anti-paranormal areas began, and just today the vindication was attacked. You're telling me you're fighting a war against a ghost? I demand. Silence. It appears so, but we still have to go to Linguine, even if we don't know who we're up against. I propose we ask Mr. Althus some questions. Talk Verity, he try informs me quietly, says. Second in command to boss. I whisper my things. What's the plan, then? Paulus asks. If they see our ships try to land near the base, they'll shoot us down. We'll drop onto the base using spacesuits and parachutes. From there, we'll make our way to Eltus. If you're injured, Ulan Halberd will heal you. Halberd, if we get too injured to keep going, call in Team Beta. Do not attempt to kill anyone. We need to get to the bottom of this. Verity instructs. We all agree, eager to leave the cramped quarters. Jai, Holland, Jack Nax, and I go to Holland's room. Let's stick together. I got you guys, Holland says. I think with our combined powers, we can overwhelm the compound. What are we doing till then? Jack next yawns, laying on, one, on the floor like one of those tacky fur rugs. Monopoly? Jai offers. Sure, I'll beat you. I smirk. She goes to get the game. Yes, Monopoly is a board game. From Earth. But for some reason, it's a hit. I don't know why, but I like it. I would say I'm pretty good. Jai arrives soon after, shaking the box playfully. Holland pushes Jack next out of the way like a bulldozer, and the game begins. I get lucky, snatching up Boardwalk and Park Place. Jai scowls. Holland has a stretch of Baltic and Mediterranean and all of the light blues. Jai quickly gets the greens, Tennessee, New York Avenue, and Marvin Gardens. Holland gets both utilities. Jai gets Reading and Pennsylvania roads, but I grab B&O and Shortline. Holland's losing money fast, especially with Jai playing a house on all the green properties. I only have a house on Boardwalk. I get all the reds, though. Pretty much all the properties except for Virginia have been taken. Holland's not looking so hot. I managed to put houses on the yellow properties after Jai trades Marvin Gardens for St. James Place. Holland goes out to Jai. After pushing a hefty pile of houses onto her new po- properties, I land on Pacific. Crap. Soon it's looking pretty grim for me, having to mortgage almost all my properties. But then I get really, really lucky. Jai lands on Park Place and then Boardwalk in a highly unlikely set of rules. Ha! Huh, I win. I stand up victorious. Jai collapses against the couch in defeat. Alright, good game. She puts out her hand and I shake it. Holland's stomach growls loudly. Let's get food. It's been hours since I've eaten, he suggests. Finding this a splendid idea, we promptly abandon Jacknax. He's sound asleep, anyhow. The kitchen isn't too crowded, fortunately. We quickly find a table. Holland eagerly slurps down a bowl of soup. You have a big appetite, Jai notes, watching him. Yep, 
he replies cheerfully. That demon can eat anything, I swear. I agree. You know, I was once so hungry I ate a plate. He brags? No, you did not, I protest. Well, it was a paper plate, Holland admits. Jai laughs. What about you, Jai? What's the craziest thing you've ever eaten? I ask, turning to her. Oh, I don't know. I eat a lot of crazy food. It's kind of my thing. I would have to say a bug that was still alive. It was gross, but kind of cool, she replies. I stick out my tongue. Ugh, really? I didn't think you were into that. Okay, for me it would be a fish eyeball. My dad wanted me to try it for protein or whatever. I shrug. Not as interesting as yours. I remember that. He put salt and pepper on it. You were like eight at the time, Holland chimes in. Jai laughs again. It sounds clear and pure, like the ring of a bell. Okay, okay, we're coming in tonight, so we should probably rest, she says, standing and putting away her dishes. I fall asleep. Jacknax is in my room, though, Holland complains. Eh, just ignore him. If it really matters, throw him into his own room. I advise, disinterested. I'm a bit too tired for this, honestly. A nap is in order. So I lie down on my bed, shutting the door. I sleep. We taught martial arts classes for credit at school. I actually used to do martial arts. No, I didn't learn it from school. When I was a little kid, I did taekwondo with my brother. I still have the belts. You don't know anyone with the last name unknown, I'm sure. Holland and Jack next canonically don't have last names. I honestly don't know why. Maybe I just didn't want to come up with more names. Oh, and on that matter, neither does Gorion or any of the demons Naya summons. Someone, I think Paul Petrovich, suggests. Uh, this is another reference to Henry Stickman, which in and of itself is a reference to Among Us, another game by Innerslav. Paulus is also a canonical character, but only appears in this book. I get lucky, snatching up Boardwalk and Park Place. I actually had to look up the names for the properties, not because I don't play Monopoly, I do, but because I have a Simpsons theme Monopoly. <laughs> don't judge me. Also, I did summarize an entire game of Monopoly, sort of to pad page count. I'll probably change this so it isn't filler. I don't think I have much filler here, honestly, but the less the better. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. This has been my book, Bridging the Gap. I hope you enjoyed it.